0: Welcome to the very first episode of the When Men Were Men podcast. In the very first episode, I wanted to speak to Zishan and Harris. They are two brothers. They also happen to be cousins of mine. So they my dad's sisters' kids. Um, I spent a lot of time with them growing up, um, and so I've known them since. They were about five, and I spent many, many Saturdays with them uh, and watched them grow up, which were some of the best times of my life. And the reason why I wanted to reach out to Zishan and Harris, uh, one was because I knew they would have very contrasting views between them, and the second reason is because they are millennials. Zishan just completed his degree in, I believe, it was economics, and um, he past that with flying colour so he got it first and he's about to start looking for his first job and Harris is halfway through his design degree and they are both quintessential millennials as in they were both they were born around the time as to what you would consider them to be they're at that age that you would consider them to be a millennial and I wanted to see what their views were on masculinity and what it means to be a man so I will introduce first to you Zishan. Um, to get his views and uh, please do forgive me for any lack in audio quality or any hiccups here and there I'm still getting used to this new app uh, and that will take some time but I hope that the episodes will improve uh, the quality of the episodes will improve over time as I bring more and more people on but thank you for being the first of the few listeners to come to this and uh, let's begin men were men. When men were men. So how are you, Zed?
1: I'm good, you tired.
0: I'm good. Oh, that's a shame. Maya, why why you tired? It's boiling.
1: It's boiling. <laughs> You're tired because it's boiling. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring me out because it's that hot.
0: Alright. Oh, Giving you adrenal fatigue, is it?
1: Well that's just Britishness for you, isn't it?
0: Yes. Is this hot and bothered? No, exactly. Well, I
1: like okay. the quality of this. You sound really Is nice and clear.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like a man? That's not a trick question and it's not a judgment either. It's just a question. Okay, no. Really?
1: Yeah. Is that true? Give me two years.
0: Okay, why will you feel like a man in two
1: years? I think when I'm working and earning properly. Our uh,
0: so, one. so you're tied, your your uh, your um identity as a man is tied to earning.
1: Yeah,
0: that's interesting because Harris didn't. Harris didn't have that same answer as you.
1: What was his answer?
0: He said uh, he, he doesn't know when he's gonna feel like a man but he didn't mention money or, or working. It's interesting because I used to feel the same way. I used to feel like when I start working, then I'll feel like a man. Yeah, well, I've, and I the didn't...
1: thing is I've worked, like I've done a year of work, and, but I didn't feel like one then. It's just in terms of like, because you don't class yourself as a man whilst you're at uni now I've finished uni and i'll start working this like okay now So you just automatically
0: then- assume that if you're at uni you, you're not allowed to be what about mature adults that go to no, uni obviously, though obviously
1: but I'm, I'm not a mature like i'm looking at it from my perspective not like everyone's perspective i'm looking at it from my perspective okay
0: that's interesting mm-hmm. so like, when i went when i went to when i got my first job i've not had many jobs but when i got my first job i didn't feel like a man even at the end of it which was, and then I thought I'll feel like a man when I get married, and I still didn't feel like one. Well, I kind of I started feeling like more like a man before I got married, anyway. But as in that didn't really do anything for me, which yeah. is interesting. You've got these markers.
1: It's it's like until you can buy your own house.
0: Yeah, but in, let's whatever. If the uh, I mean the state of like my dad bought a house when he was uh, twenty-five, and it wasn't very difficult for him to buy. But the the, economy, the state of the economy that we're in right now. What happens if you can't buy a house until you're 60? I mean, I can't afford to buy a house right
1: now. If you want the detailed answer, then it's not like specifically a house. It means like when I can fully be able to survive on my own.
0: So when you're independent? Yeah. But financial independence, not emotional independence.
1: Technically, right now, I can be financially independent if I started working.
0: Okay. So if you... so you get a job tomorrow, and you get a house? Even if you get a house on rent, but it's your own house, as in it's your own place.
1: Yeah,
0: would you feel fully man then?
1: Um, I think so.
0: What if I gave you a house tomorrow? If I bought you one tomorrow,
1: it's not you, but it's not about you buying me one. It's about me being able to do it.
0: Okay, I could have so, be sixteen. So too. you could you could end up denying yourself. Let's say somebody comes along and they offer you a house, you won't be able to take it because you won't feel like a man if somebody gives no, you a I'd house. No, I'd still
1: take it, but I wouldn't then class th- that wouldn't be me classing myself as a man.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That That is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but then I'd still take it.
0: But then there'd be a void in your inside of you that I, I haven't fulfilled myself as a man.
1: But then I'd strive for something else. Then I'd think, okay, like well, what? what do I need to do to become that adult, let's say.
0: Which, which would be what?
1: But then earning and making it better or being able to learn like we said before being financially independent so becoming this i think it's overall it's about that independence where i can survive in that house and maintain okay. it properly
0: okay I but what like if first, okay I'm just, I'm just giving you stuff. i'm just giving you weird scenarios what mm-hmm. if just for argument's sake i'm not saying this is going to ha- happen i'm just being apocalyptic mm-hmm. but let's say the economy crashes completely tomorrow so you can't mm-hmm. afford to buy a house there's no jobs and uh, you know, it's very difficult to gain financial independence. Like what happened yeah. in the Depression in 1929, everybody yeah. had to live together for a very long time. Yeah. Like, you know, families had to all live in one house. What then? Yeah. Or is it more to do with the fact that you want to be able to do your own decision-making? Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well, then it's, about, then, then it's taking that perspective into account. So, like, right now, I feel like I can achieve that goal that I have. So then it's me saying, okay, well, that's what I'd classify it as then if I was put in that situation where you said I'd then have something that I could achieve realistically in that time so then I'd think where I can just make my own decisions and be able to do the things that I can do but that wouldn't be buying a house because that's not realistic
0: Mm, interesting so you'd find new markers at that point
1: yeah because then I'd have some like I'd have another goal it's like a business at the end of the day isn't it like you have a goal you have something that you want to achieve that's realistic
0: where did these markers come from when did you make this decision that that's i've decided that's what it means to be a man
1: well i don't uh, it's not like it's not like a straight away like oh this is what i decide it's like it just depends on how you feel like i've done everything that i can do in terms of work uni study but it's like yeah oh, in that degree and then you, you yeah, it's, and just, got well, you it's just what you, you class like the last step and it's like to me in my head it's like okay well i just I need to be able to not just physically like okay i can buy a house of mine it's just like oh well if i can do that then i must be able to do everything
0: interesting interesting it's well, mental, the...
1: like a mental game it's not really like oh i can buy a house of mine like yeah, I, yeah it's just like, as I don't, a, I don't just need to how you it. feel yeah.
0: yeah 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 how you feel basically in it yeah okay So the reason why I actually wanted to speak to you is because Harris and I, we were speaking about the fact that Harris has got this unique ability, which is something I didn't learn this until I was about like 30, maybe. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's figured he's learned this really early on where he's, he's very good at observing people. He's very good at reading people at a very young age. And we were talking about it and we were talking about, well, we won't mention any names, which is what I said before, but we had this cousin, we have this cousin, Mm -hmm. who has a troublesome relationship with his father. And I was telling Harish that I remember you once saying to me that, you know, everybody was complaining about the son, that the son does this and the son does that. And he's this and he's that and everything. And Mm -hmm. I remember you you must've been about 19 or 20 at that point, I think maybe 21, but you were quite young. And I remember you saying to me one or two years ago. Yeah, I know. But for you, it's a bit of a lifetime, isn't it? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) I remember you saying to me, oh, the dad does this and the dad does this and then he, the son reacts this way and if the dad just stopped doing that, then the son wouldn't react. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because when I was that age, I wouldn't have picked up on those things ever. But you picked up on it like really early on. So how did you get to that point? How did you learn how to start reading people that way?
1: It wasn't really, I guess this is where my interest lied. Like it's not really like I was learning to pick up on it. I, I was like really interested in psychology and how people think. So I was just doing it subconsciously, like thinking, why are people thinking this way and why are people yeah. like this?
0: But what got you interested in that? Like, so you're not in, you're not interested. I'm assuming you're not interested in psychology, like academically, you're not interested in it to study, but you're but interested I, in the psychology of other I, people.
1: I was, I was considering doing it. But then when I went into economics, you can also focus on the psychology aspects. So like, I've done oh, okay. that as well. That's-
0: Okay, like but this this came in. before you went to uni anyway, so you don't, you were already learning to read people before that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just naturally in my head, which is then why I found it later on, that like, oh, I like reading people and thinking how they're thinking and then looking deeper into it. So it was a lot of like, well, why is he acting like that? Let me think about it.
0: Okay, because Harry said that he learned how to read people uh, from you. So what is it that you taught him?
1: it's not a specific skill that you teach is it it's like when someone's around you they naturally start picking up things that you're doing so then they start looking into it as well so if I said to Harris constantly like oh yeah he's probably acting like this because of this then I'll get him thinking and he'll start thinking about it and he's just
0: you just start recognizing patterns and stuff Yeah,
1: when you're around someone so much you probably start picking up things anyway it doesn't have to be specifically taught as in like a lesson
0: But, you know, the the interesting thing between you and Harris is Harris seems this is just my um, observation. They could be wrong. My observation of Harris is that he's reading people because you can never be too careful. You don't want to you don't want to make attachments or you don't want to make friends with people that are, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, troublesome, because there's a lot of that in this world now. Mm -hmm. Whereas it doesn't sound like that's what it is for you, whereas for you, you're just fascinated by people. So yeah. it's not as much about making, it's not about being wary of friendships as much.
1: Well, it's Is more, that true? Yeah, it's, I'm reading them for a reason as in I'm either just intrigued and wanting to know why they're doing what they're doing or me knowing how I need to act with that person. So if it's someone that's, say, if it's there, I'm at work and I need to read someone, I'm thinking, okay, well, how do I need to act with this person?
0: Interesting. Very interesting. I couldn't do this at your age at all. Like yeah, it was completely it's, just, it's,
1: just, it's just come out of interest it's not like oh i need to do it so i started watching youtube videos on how to do it
0: yeah, just, yeah yeah no it's not yeah. you just you just kind of observed and just learned as yeah. you went along kind of thing right yeah but the other thing that i noticed with with you and harris but i've noticed it a lot more with you is like when when i had friends at, when i had friends at school um if they if my friends had issues obviously i would try and help them out um, but that would be simple things like, oh, I, I've got to go and pick my friend up from work yeah. um, or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. It, it was quite practical. Whereas yeah. I've noticed like you've got, I remember you had this one friend um who really struggles travel and stuff. And you were like really concerned about him and you had like a lot of empathy towards him because you, you were really concerned about his mental health, basically. But is that is are all your friends like that or is that mostly just you or is he like that or...
1: Well, I think as you get older, you end up gravitating towards people that are more like that anyway. But in school, you kind of just mixed with everyone. So now, if you look at my friends now, they're probably more like that. Whereas if you looked back in school, it was just a mix. So yeah, now they're probably more like that. Because I've well, they look after towards... each other. Yeah, because I've ended up going towards people that will.
0: Okay. But I do have... you like... A lot of people my age, they feel like, like they probably have like maybe one good friend or two good friends generally. I mean, I'm not like that. I have a lot, of, a lot of varied relationships, but I'm considered a major, major, major anomaly. Like most guys that I know have probably one friend or two friends max. How many friends does your dad have that he kind of hangs around with on a regular basis outside of family?
1: My dad. Yeah. It'll just be, it'll just be his work friends.
0: Yeah. So, but outside of work, he doesn't really have many social friends, right? Wait.
1: Sorry, so, wait, and then I'm the. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Now I can.
0: Okay. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It goes really well for ten or eleven minutes, and then it stops working. It might just completely crash in a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, like, but I I've been told that in your generation, there there's a lot of fickle uh, friendships. That then the friendships are just very superficial. But you, your your friendships sound quite solid.
1: Yeah, well, it just depends on the way you look at it. Like, I've got with me and my friends, it's just like, well, they're my friends. So if I need to do something with them, I need to do it. It's not like a deep thing, like it's like family or something. It's just like, well, they're my friends. When I want to chill with them, when I want to hang out, I'll go hang out with them. When I need to stay home, I need to stay home. Whereas some people, like, I've got a, one of my friends in my friendship group would take something really deep if their friends did something but it's like well you just need to relax like it's just you just have a laugh and have a good time when you need to and when you don't just be at home
0: okay you- but so they're, they're really more friends for just to, it's more for, they're really more friends for entertainment then right without making that sound cheap but they're your friends for kind of having but if you had like a really stressful situation or, or some real stress would is it would you turn to a friend or would you turn to a family member
1: well, see, then it comes down to personality and in terms of my personality, I'm not really the type of person to turn to someone in time of stress anyway.
0: Because you're just trying to want to figure it out on your own.
1: Yeah. That just comes down to my own personality, whereas my friends would probably turn to me and ask me something because they know I'm going to probably help them. Mm, I don't but do it will... because I don't think they can't help me. I just don't do it because of my personality. Mm, it's more of I keep it in.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm. well, we were talking about um, we were talking about earth the girl earlier on as well because that's probably gonna get mentioned a hundred times because I was talking about how I that's feel like my sign to leave Because <laughs> <laughs> it bores you so much
2: <laughs> who
0: do you... Okay. And let me ask you a better question then who do you feel either well let's let's split this into two right So this is a twofold question. So who do you feel in your life? Um, is a really good example of a man, like how a man should
1: be. Well, see, then how I look at it is I look at my dad and see the way he does things and the way he would do things in his life. So I just aim at like that. That's how I look at it. Because when I was growing up, I was like, how does he do bills? Like, how does he do taxes? How can he do all these things? So I'd be thinking in my head, I need to be able to do this thing, all these things to be an adult. I've always looked at it like that.
0: Interesting, because Harris doesn't look at it that way at all. He looks at it completely differently.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. I could imagine. I can't really imagine him saying, "Oh, I need to be able to do taxes and bills and all these things."
0: Yeah, so you just kind of see your role as a much more kind of traditional kind of role that the man is the, you know, the the one that pays the bills and uh, you know does the not upkeep. He pays the bills,
1: the but you need to be able to like be aware. It's not like yeah, oh, yeah I yeah, need yeah. to be able to do it. I just need to be aware of just how, how to manage the it. house kind
0: of thing and everything, basically, right?
1: Say that again. Sorry, manage
0: the house kind of thing
1: not that you need like I wouldn't mind if I don't have to I'm just saying I need to be aware of how to
0: yeah yeah but just practical things is what makes you feel kind of like okay I I know if I can do it. sorry what about changing a tire on a car
1: see that stuff I just do out of interest like I'm just like well that's something that I need to know because if I'm driving and I pop a tire then I'm kind of stuck it's broken up can you do it uh i've never actually tried to but i had a friend that broke down and we did do it but i've not been stuck by myself so i don't know if i can actually do it by myself
0: interesting i don't know if i can do it to be honest i wouldn't like to try
1: yeah my friend we were driving and he tire popped and we changed it after like an hour but i don't know if i can actually do it
0: okay but because like that used to be this kind of like a measure for a lot of guys you know if they can do things like change a tire wire a plug change a light bulb you, you know, know, it's,
1: it's the not, shelf. See, things like that. It's not like I'm just like, oh, I want to do it because then that's what defines me as an adult. I'm just like, oh, I want to do it because I might be put in a situation where I'm going to have to do it and I'm by myself.
0: Hmm. You so, want to be able to do that?
1: Yeah. You just want that kind of
0: independence, basically, to be able to depend on yourself, not to have to depend on someone else, basically, right?
1: It's just it's, it's that and just not being stuck. I don't like being stuck. Hmm. A lot of my yeah. thing is being able to have a solution to everything.
0: Yeah. But what about, what's your, de- who would you consider to be somebody that's a definition of a man on screen? Whether it's a character or an actor, like a celebrity or or an actual actor, or, oh. you know, like
1: an actual character from a film. I don't think I can answer that. I have no idea. They're all acting at the end of the day. You don't, you
0: don't see somebody on screen and go, "This this person is an example of what a man should be like.
1: Well, not really, they're all just acting and just doing their job,
0: okay. But then, what about when they're a celebrity? You know, they come on interviews or like on Graham Norton or something, or you know, some YouTube interview. You don't think, Oh, yeah, this guy is this guy is a man, as well, in what the definition I don't, I don't
1: know, I don't know them, so I couldn't really okay. say. Like, I could know someone that's like 30, and I could say, Well, yeah, he's not really an adult,
0: he's quite I mean, childish. He
1: doesn't act like, yeah, he doesn't act like an adult, whereas I could know someone that's like 90. Whereas, if you ask all my friends. It said to me that I like like I'm 30 years old. Whereas to myself, I'm like, no, I'm not ready yet.
0: Why does it say that to you?
1: Because I'm just like that.
0: Because you're always thinking about those kind of things like I need to buy a house, I need to and uh, I need to be able to know how to do bills and just yeah. need to be very aware of like an old soul, I need to be aware of everything. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that was a good set of questions. Do I have your explicit oh. permission to publish this as a podcast? At, 599. <laughs> At five ninety nine. At no, five pounds ninety nine. Well, it's
1: a lot. five hundred and ninety nine. What? <laughs> five
0: hundred ninety nine pounds.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Harris, tell us a little bit about yourself first.
2: Currently uni at Brunel University, London, studying digital design.
0: How's that going? Fine. This doesn't sound like a very enthusiastic fine. (laughs) So now we're doing this again, but obviously you don't have the same views, even though you're both brothers, you've been raised in the same house, but you have a very different view of what it means to be a man. So let's go back to the first question. First question is, do you feel like a man? No, I don't. And do you know why you don't feel like a man?
2: Well, I just don't feel it. I feel like it's something you can't fully explain because I'm just not there yet. I feel like when you're in that position, you'll just know. Okay. Because like, to me, but, being yeah. a man, is more, is, it's not defined by your age. It, it, doesn't, it also doesn't matter what financial position you're in or how many materialistic things you have. Like, for example, a poor person can be more of a man than a billionaire could ever be. In you know, what way, or... though? Yeah, but in what way? In many ways, I don't think money is is what makes you a man. Yeah, yeah, because you can have loads of money, but not know how to take care of yourself or other people. I think it's just life experiences that mold you into who you are, and you'll know when you are there.
0: Yeah. And also, if if your self-worth is tied to being, you know, as in if money is what you think makes you a man, and your self-worth is tied to that, then when you don't have money, you're going to feel like less of a man, and you're going to act up, I think. And yeah. also, when you have money, the chances of, uh, and, and this is just my general observation, so I'm not obviously calling anybody out, but right. if you have money, then you're going to feel like you're more of a man than somebody else that doesn't have it, yeah. which means you are going to exert your authority or, you know, you're going you're gonna to bully yeah. them, I think.
2: Yeah. You think? Do, you, do you feel like you're a man? Yeah, I do. I genuinely
0: do, but money never had anything to do with it. But when um, did you I feel
2: did- it? When did you feel that?
0: Well, uh, let me tell you the history, right? Because I started the same way as Ishan. So right. for me, because obviously we're cousins. So, you know, I had a very similar upbringing to what you've had. It was quite, uh, Well, I think my upbringing was a little bit religious than yours, but that's not yeah. to have a go at you. But it's very similar. I mean, we only, I only live, lived five minutes away from where you've grown up. Yeah. But um, so originally it started in the same way as Ishan, um, thinking, oh, you know, when I, when I get a house and when I get my own. Um, when I get my car and do those things, I'll be a man. But when I got to that age, I realized how difficult it was to buy a house in the first place because it's gotten, you know, when my dad bought a house for like 50,000 pounds, when I, when I, when I was at that age to buy a house they're not 50,000 pounds anymore. Yeah, exactly. So that made it harder. And then I thought I was going to get married very quickly, very easily. And that didn't happen. And I thought, Oh, when I get married, I'll become a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and why a woman should be the validation for a man, I don't know, but that's kind of how I felt. In fact, I had a lot of friends who used to say that to me.
2: Right.
0: Um, but I realized that that didn't really have anything to do with it. Um, but I actually I started, my first beginnings into feeling like a man was when I got to, there was, you know, I got to this point when I got to about
2: 29.
0: Yeah. I felt like there was this little. Um, Boy, that was inside of me that always needed this constant validation and reassurance, and I was lo- always looking for it in other things. So I was looking for it in um, in material things. I was looking for that approval from people, especially my dad, yeah. right, and my mom, but especially my dad, very, very much my dad, um, and other things. And then when I, I and it was a slow and gradual thing. It wasn't like an overnight thing. But the the first step was okay, I've got to learn to give reassurance to myself, right? And then after that, it was, okay, now I've got to learn to give validation to myself. My validation doesn't come from other people or other things. And it was a slow thing. And then there was this disconnect of, like, learning to disconnect from my dad emotionally, not like, oh, I don't love him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Learning to disconnect from him, as in I have my own identity, I'm my own person. And whether he disagrees with me on something, whether he feels, you know, whether he disapproves of something or you know, or whether he does something in a different way that's got nothing to do with me. That's when I genuinely started feeling like a man, very much. Right. And when I, meet my, when I meet a lot of people, a lot of my friends, I often feel like they haven't gone through that experience. So yeah. they're like 40, 50 years old. They've got the definition of what Zishan says is a man is, mm-hmm. but they, don't, they haven't gone through that emotional or spiritual experience. So still, right. still, you can still see that boy inside. Interesting. Well, it's your, you're the one who's pointing this out, but that's like, and I, I've noticed the difference in you in the last year or so, like what you were like a year ago to what you're like now is that you're, you seem to be validating yourself more internally without looking for that validation from other people. Yes. And you've got more self-assurance about you as well.
2: But where did yeah. that come from? Well, it's because like, um, I don't know how to really nitpick um, certain things out. I guess it just happened over time, naturally. But I started to care less about what people think because or I had a friend once and I um, can't remember exactly what we were doing. But then it came to me and he was like, there's no point taking your time out, caring what people think because you're not going to meet them again. You're not going to talk to them again. It's just, just do what you want to do. Otherwise, you're going to be um, falling behind in life. And then ever yeah. since then, I feel like it's just I'm focused on myself and I don't really need to care what that next person thinks. So and you're basically
0: yeah, in truth, isn't it? Like, you know, you're, yeah. I think a man has to I know, know what worth. his own
2: truth is. Yeah.
0: yeah. A man has to know his own worth and a man has to know his own truth. Yeah. So I know what's like, for me, like one thing that I always say to a lot of my friends is I know my own truth very, very well. I know, for example, that... Uh, like you and I have a common share of like photography and video editing and yeah. cameras and all this kind of stuff. I know that if I really, really wanted to, I, I and this is going to sound a bit audacious, but I know that if I really, really, really wanted to I mean, given if I had the resources and everything, if I wanted to direct a movie, I mm-hmm. could do it. Yeah. I know I could do that. Right. Okay. But at the same time, if you said to me, if, if if I said, if somebody gave me a Formula One car, and said, um, and, and and you know, gave me the car and gave me the position to to, to drive the car. Even though I really, really enjoy racing and I really enjoy driving, I know I wouldn't win. Right. Um, but I could I, I could direct a movie. I don't know if it'll necessarily be the best movie that's out there, but I know I could at least create a completed product. And the and what the difference between those two things is that I I know for a fact that when I get on the racing track i know I, it's not worth it for me to risk my life like i wouldn't i wouldn't take those risks to actually win the race it doesn't mean enough to me yeah. so that's why i be able to win because you've got to have you've got to be able to take the risk i i just don't think it's worth risking your life just for a trophy right that's why like mm-hmm. if it was if it was something else that's worth you know like protecting your wife protecting your parents your children yeah, yeah. if you have to life for that I know I'm willing to do that. I've, I've had those situations. There was, there was, um, you probably don't know, but you know, my, 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 we had a fire in our house a few years ago and my mom had a pan, a chip pan, um, and it sat on fire. And the, we, we tried to get hold of the fire engine and, you know, that was taking time. And I literally I had a whole pan, bowl of fire in this pan and I picked right. it up and took it outside. And I was prepared to die in that moment. I was prepared to like, this might just burn me to death at this stage because I really wanted to save my mom and save the house. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah, so that was the risk I was prepared to take. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go bungee jumping. I wouldn't yeah. go and do a skydive for a YouTube video to get a few million views. Because I think, you know what, if I die, I've just, I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, yeah.
0: And so that's why I know that I could, I know that I, I, I so I know myself well yeah, enough you to know. know, you, know yes.
2: your, you know your limit and you know your worth and you know what you can and can't do and you, what you want to do and not want to do.
0: Yeah. And I also think like, especially for guys, and I've seen this so many times when they get married, this situation, this gets, when if they haven't figured out their own worth and their own truth, because the, your worth is different, isn't it? Like your self-esteem, but your truth yeah. is like, I, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I want to do. But with a, when, when they get married and then they've got the pressure of the in-laws, the way that it eats them up on the inside, it just gets out of control mm-hmm. and they don't even recognize what's going on with them. So and, until you solve that before it comes, it's uh, it's an interesting place to be, but the, this reminds me of something else you once said as well. Like we won't talk about any, uh, we won't mention any names. But I remember right. you saying, like when there's a crisis, you try and handle the crisis as best as you can. But you know, other people, guys, that when there's a crisis, they just completely crumble in the moment.
2: Right. And I remember
0: having this conversation about. I know you didn't say it in so many words. And I don't know if you were feeling this way, but you kind of felt like that's not a, how a man should be. You shouldn't crumble in the moment. How do you feel about it?
2: Um, I guess it just depends. Like, there's weak minded people and then there's strong minded people. But I don't know. Again, it's just life experiences. How you've grown up is, um, I don't know. It really depends on the situation. Like, I can't really remember the conversation we had. What was it about?
0: Uh, uh some I remember when you were really young and um something happened to your mom and you didn't crumble you were still I mean you were upset obviously you were very stressed right but you tried to deal with it but like Zishan wasn't too happy about it like it, for Zishan, it was very stressful it was a lot more stressful okay. and then he was like yeah and then like you know and then you you explain like when you were you, when you've gotten older, and you've seen other guys in similar situations and even though you've got the same stress that they have, the way that they react to that is very different to yeah, the way I just that think you react. It's
2: about being more strong minded, like being able to handle the pressure and the stress and not letting it get to you. Where some people, it just eats them up, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: And I, this is why I still think that this idea of the self worth and the truth that's inside, if you haven't got that conquered, then the stresses are going to get to you very, very quickly, I think.
2: Yeah, and they can start weighing you down and you won't be able yeah. to live life to the fullest.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think men should be doing that. They should really be getting to this point where they, like, I feel like. So I know I don't have the the resource to be able to do it. I don't have the money and the yeah um the I've not had the health as you know yeah um to do it. But if those things went in the way, if all all things being equal, if I had the money and the health. I think that I could live my life a lot fuller than many, 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 many other people out there. I see it even in small situations like where I'm, pre- I'm prepared to try new restaurants. I'm prepared to go to new, uh, you know, try new kinds of dishes. I'm, I'm happy to meet new yeah, people. Yeah, I believe
2: that as well. You seem very adventurous.
0: Yeah, but, this, I wasn't all, but the difference is I wasn't always like this. That's the yeah. difference. You've grown into it. Yeah, I grew into it.
1: Mm.
0: But I, I find most, most men are not willing to try new things. But you're you see you you willing to try new things in, on some things, but some things you, like I think like I'm, I don't know are you quite fussy about food?
2: Um, I feel like I used to try a lot more. Now calm down a bit, but that's just okay. that's just different because um, I can't handle certain foods. Yeah,
0: that's just like a health thing. right? Yeah,
2: that's like a health thing.
0: But otherwise, you would try. It. Otherwise,
2: I would. Yeah. But you're willing to try
0: new things all the time, yeah, though, definitely. aren't you?
2: definitely. I'm always wanting to do new things.
0: And you're always willing to look at things in a different way as well, yeah, always. Yeah, you
2: can't always have one approach to um, whatever it is, you know, a problem or whatever it is in life. You've got to think from someone else's point of view and then yours and then, you know, come to a conclusion.
0: Yeah. But, um, like, um, so give me an example of, um is there somebody let, let's do let's do it two ways so off screen and on screen so off screen is yeah. there an example of somebody that you think is a very good example of what a man should be
2: what a man should be okay um well,
0: an example of somebody that think this guy is a man
2: okay well that's that's um i guess a typical answer would be to say my dad that's the easy answer yeah. but um as i was actually- Sean said your
0: dad Zishan sh- measures your dad in his worth as somebody that knows how to pay his bill pay bills though, isn't right.
2: it? Yeah. Like he's all of their financial that. stuff.
0: Yeah. So he's really measuring him on his ability well. But, but,
2: yeah. Well, I've got someone in mind. I've actually spoke to you about him before, a friend of mine. Um, I feel like he's, he's a bit, he's like an inspiration because just he's really young. He's my age and he has this maturity that you don't usually see in such young people. He's always wanted to right. put you first and make sure everything's, and he's been well, through a lot. That um,
0: Can you give me a little bit of an example of what he's been through without going through anything? It's without, just like, you know, you know,
2: family problems. I don't really want to touch on it. It's yeah, his yeah. own like, family problems, and he's been through so much stress. But he's been able to surpass that, surpass those problems and still be positive, you know? He's never wanted to cause problems. He's always trying to solve them for other people. And now yeah, he works, he earns. He's the older brother, so he takes care of his younger siblings. And um, it's just he has that he has something that you don't get in uh, young people. That's very
0: interesting because it, it was kind of the same thing that happened to me. I went through a, a series of situations, especially after I got married, where the stress was so insane yeah. that everything, the, the, the amount of problems that I had around me was so crazy that I thought to myself, the only common denominator in all of this is me. Yeah. I got to change the way that I deal with all of this. And that's when things really then started to change. I remember, like, when I went on my honeymoon, and uh, the hotel that we picked, it wasn't. It turned out not to be very good. And um, uh, my wife, she wanted to go into this other hotel room. She wants to go to this other hotel, and I wouldn't even go in the hotel because right. it just, oh, you know, it's too big, it's too fancy, it's too, um, you know, it's too cool, yeah. and you know, because I just didn't have the self-esteem to be able to go in. Okay. Whereas now I will push a lot further than her. I I will try and do stuff that like I've been looking at houses now. I mean I, I'm not even remotely close to be able to being able to buy one. Yeah. I've been ringing uh, companies. I've uh, been ringing estate agents up, and like there was this house here in London which was like seven bedrooms, seven living rooms, swimming pool, blah blah, twenty five thousand pound a month for rent, which I cannot afford to save my life. Right. I'm saying yeah, I want to come and have a look at this house because I now I have the ability to dream. I'm like all right, yeah, well at yeah, least. Yeah. Which and is what's
2: good. It's a good thing.
0: It's a healthy thing. Exactly. And what's really interesting, because I, I've learned my lesson now, so I don't really, I don't share the, I would, sh- I would share this something like this with you. Yeah. Um, but a lot of my friends, I don't share this with them because I, I, I the typical male responses. They're going to break me down. Like, who do you think
2: you are to go yeah. and look at like that? You're a nobody, or you're. Not You'll of never working. be able to afford it, and uh, stop dreaming too big.
0: Yeah, exactly, which, which is what really annoys me. But it's the one thing that you've always had is that you're willing to dream very big.
2: Yeah, because like, who's, who's to tell me like that's not achievable? You know, in their yeah. mind, that's not realistic, but to me, it is.
0: Yeah. And I had a family relative, which is a distant family relative, um, that was with me when I was telling him about it. And he just wouldn't. And this is a guy that I always felt in my life was a, this is somebody that anybody else would call a man's man. Right. right so this is tough he can he can he can deal with the fight he takes care of the bills he looks okay. after his family he um he he walks very you know he walks like a man he's got like a good posture he's got a good a presence he's good looking he's handsome he's got it all going on like if you had to have a definition of what a man's a man is he's got it i mean even his he's job got it, yeah. he's got it all going on but this was the guy that was breaking me down it's like okay yeah but you know and he was breaking me. It was actually breaking me down. It wasn't just, okay, you know, don't you think that's far reaching? He was actually trying to break me down.
2: You know, people like that, I feel like they break other people down because to them, they can't achieve that. So why can you? Yeah. How which can is pretty- you? You know what I mean?
0: And this is what I find most common amongst uh, men. I yeah. find it very, common amongst men and I don't behave this way and I know you don't as well but what I've noticed about you and Zishan is that you're not like this with your friends you've got a lot more empathy between your friends because there's a lot of friends out there they're only really friends because they kind of need each other there's no depth to that friendship and so that you know they're all they're having um, digs at each other and they're breaking each other down and that kind of stuff Mm
2: -hmm. well
0: you asked
2: me that question but who's like a role model to you in life like in off
0: screen off screen uh, yeah. uh, off screen would uh definitely would be my sheikh definitely he's like right, he's okay. off screen he is definitely an example of 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 what a man is because the way, like he's very uh he's not phased easily at all at all yeah. he's very generous with his praise he's always got very nice things to say about everyone um He's not, you know, he's, he's um, I mean, there's a lot of people that are always serving him because he's kind of in that position now. But he, yeah, he's yeah, somebody that's, but having said that, he's always served me. So, he, you know, I've always gone to him and I said, you know, if I'm stressed about something, it doesn't matter what you know. He could be having a family member that's dying. He could have a house that's on fire and he could have all these other things that are going on. And he'll still talk to me as if my problem is more important than any other problem yeah, in the world. He's,
2: got, he's always got time for you.
0: Yeah, like he's had time for me. Just sit me down and talk to me and go, right, this is, you know, and he could have a thousand things going on. Um, And also, he actually has a real presence as well. Like when he walks in a room and and he's very Mm -hmm. eloquent and he speaks really well. And, um, you know, he's got, and, and also he's not, he's somebody that, He's not, He doesn't even remotely break me down. He's, he's always trying to build me up even more than what I feel like I'm capable of. Yeah. Like, I'm a lot more ambitious than a lot of people that I know, but I feel like he he will build me up even more than that. Yeah, he's that.
2: stretching you out even more.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is something that I learned to do over the last couple of years myself. I, I find this with a lot of guys, like, I remember this... Um, about a week or two ago, my friend rang me and he goes, oh, he met this other guy and that guy was having marriage problems. And my friend was like, oh, I said to him, oh, you're a loser and you're a failure and you're a this. And he just like completely broke him down to get to motivate him to, to get his act together, which I just think is really, really dangerous. Yeah. Because people come that to me and I just think it's awful. But do you think it but, can work? It just doesn't work. It's short term. Right. Whereas I've had people come to me. And when I've done, and that's happened, and I'm like, okay, let's try and look at it this a different way, or just try and gently point it out. But also, when somebody comes to me, um, I'm trying to find ways of, okay, well, you know, like there's this, there's this local restaurant of ours, and I've, I've been saying to this guy for the last year, you should become manager. You're doing such a good job of running this place. I've been saying it to him for a year, and now he has actually become manager now because I put a wedding wow. for him. <laughs> so now he's a manager. Of the place. So you know, but I just don't think people do that anymore. Guys, I I notice. Uh, my dad's not my dad's my dad's generation not as much but my granddad's generation they were I, I noticed that they used to do that a lot they were always the men were always uh, encouraging each other which I feel like I feel now, like now
2: yeah I feel like now it's um men tend to care less and do less
0: yeah I don't know why why they is don't that go
2: that extra step for other people it's just always about themselves
0: yeah it's always about what can you do for me
2: yeah, what can you benefit from, or what? No, what can they benefit from you?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But your friends aren't like that, though, are they? No, no, no. You've handpicked them.
2: Uh, sure, you can say it like that if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, what about an on-screen? Uh, who's a really good example of a guy on screen
2: for you? On screen, um, that's a hard one. Um. Actually, you know, Peter Parker from the Sam Rayleigh trilogy. Really? Yeah. I feel like really? he's... I'm he's surprised a good... you even watched
0: those, because I thought those films would be too old for you. Ooh, but I know what you the
2: mean. best Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah,
2: definitely. I will to him, though, for many reasons, because he goes through life thinking about everyone else before himself. You know, he makes sure everyone else is safe, whether that costs his own personal life to be destroyed. And he's been through so many negative things, yet... He doesn't let that define him. Instead, he tries to be a better person, a better man.
0: That's very, 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 very interesting. You know, yeah. when I was growing up, for me, he used to be Superman, and it wasn't because he had superpowers. Yeah. I felt like he was a man with uh, a dis- even uh, like the way that they- I've been talking about the um, uh, Christopher Reeve ones, right? Yeah. So the um, you know Richard
1: O'Donnell,
0: um, yeah. yeah, those, uh, uh, and he. I felt like he would be a man even if he didn't. Have, I mean, they show that in Superman too, even without the superpowers. He's still trying to be a man. Mm-hmm. Like he's still, you know, it's just—he's he's always got a smile on his face, and he's, he's always, always trying looking to help at, out no matter yeah, what. Yeah, he's always looking at the bright side of things, and he's—you know—he understands the sense of justice. And you know, I think men should have a very strong sense of justice. So yeah,
2: you've which got to I be think has completely to... disappeared. Yeah, you've got to be able to help someone even if you get nothing out of it.
0: Yeah. But that sense of justice now has completely disappeared. I think yeah, not. Well, it's I mean,
2: that's
0: yeah, it's an overgeneralization. But yeah, um, yeah, like this this idea of justice. But okay, that's interesting. Peter Parker, Peter and, uh, Parker. Superman. But you have very contrasting views to Zishan. Very contrasting. Yeah. I think <laughs> over time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I I would still say that your view is still the way that you feel about it is still probably quite rare for your generation anyway you i think, think it's,
2: yeah yeah i
0: think so yeah very which is why i mean you are good friends i think
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I I
0: well yeah probably
2: on some things on some things definitely
0: <laughs> yeah I, mean, I i went to this barbecue on sunday and i would say most of the people that were over there probably had a we're probably like halfway between how you feel and how Zishan feel, because obviously they're older now, so you kind of yeah, get yeah. more experience from that. But I would say they're half; they're more half and half.
2: Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think maybe when uh, you know, in a few years' time, Zishan gets his job and stuff like that, maybe his mind might change. Yeah, it was a real shock or maybe to me. Not, I don't know. I'm not sure actually.
0: I don't know. I think you can. I think you can go through life. And not have to even think about it or question yeah, it. I I think think some
2: people just happen. genuinely don't even care. It's just they go they, they go with the flow. With yeah, they get on with yeah.
0: it. They just keep they just carry on in life. But I yeah. think life is always throwing them something that could make them think or care about it. But I think they just choose to ignore it. I think. Yeah. And I see that a lot. I, I've seen a lot of people that are at that stage. But but what's also interesting is that when people have the kind of markers that Zishan has, and then you know. My own experience is that they're then judging you by that same thing as well. So they don't take what you say or who you are very seriously. Yeah. And also if you do assert yourself because you know what your own worth is, they deem that to be quite arrogant.
2: Well, right. who are
0: you? Uh, that's my That's been my experience anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I actually have a question for you. Okay. Um, do you consider yourself street smart? Like, do you know uh, when someone's playing you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but there are varying levels to it. There are, yes. there are a lot of varying levels to it. I'll tell you a story. There was a there was a, um, there was a guy that was, uh, it, I was in Piccadilly. This is about two, I think this is two years ago now. And I was in Piccadilly and it was around about Christmas time. Well, no, it was a few weeks before Christmas time. And uh, there was this really huge guy. Like I'm, to- I'm saying, I'm talking bigger than Sylvester Sloan, right? Huge, yeah. massive guy. Big, like, big, they're probably as big as Anthony Joshua. Big, massive body. Okay. And he's going around asking people to give them uh, change, give them, uh, uh, give him their money.
2: Yeah. And
0: everybody, just just seeing the size of this guy, everybody just started handing their money over. Yeah. And I I could just tell this guy is not one to go around looking for a fire that you could just say to the guy, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. And you could just, and I knew he was, and I knew it, it's just a... a it's just a trade for that guy anyway. Yeah, but I knew I wasn't going to get any trouble. So I was, I think there must've been about 20 people there that he walked past. And every big guy, small guy, lady, everyone just handed their money out because they just didn't want to get a punch in the face because yeah. they thought that that's what would happen. And I went, no, I've got nothing. And he just, he just, he, he carried on. So I could yeah. tell that this, you know, but there have been other situations where there's been guys that have been much slimmer, not as big, but you'd know they're looking for a fight. You just know they're looking yeah. for trouble. Um, but my biggest test has actually been women, knowing whether women are, um, are playing me in some way. That, right. I only learned that lesson in the last year or two, I would say. Because, I don't know, I just always had this idea that women are a lot more innocent. But I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've had a lot more, um, I've had a lot of illusions shattered, I think.
2: <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah, to an extent, I'm not like, I've never, I mean, I did grow up in Tinsley. Um, oh, yes. So you get to see things. Well, other other people have grown up in those kind of places and this, I still don't think they're necessarily street smart. Yeah,
2: yeah. What about you? Yeah, I believe I am. In, uh, I some think ways. Zishan is as well. Yeah, Zishan is as well. I feel like yeah. that's where I might have picked it up as well. Just seeing him handle certain situations and then I've picked up things just naturally...
0: Yeah, I think school as well, like when you, you've, had to, you've had to develop that because of the school you've gone to as well. Like a lot of schools, the quality is, there's not to obviously pick on you, but a lot of schools, the quality has kind of gone downhill. The kids are messing about more and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. they don't listen to their teachers
0: as much and there's more drugs in schools and there's more. Yeah, yeah. Everything has just gotten a lot worse, I think. And so you, you end up having to develop that skill, don't you? Yeah,
2: you have to. But yeah. some people Whereas just I, don't pick
0: it up well when i when i was at school it was a little it was a little bit more tamer, and so if you wanted to avoid it you could easily avoid it whereas i think when you've gone to school even if you want to avoid it i don't think you're able to do that anymore it's so much in your face now i think
2: yeah i feel like some people though are just more gullible than others like they just can't pick up you know if someone is um conning them or not
0: yeah well, I I find that you get a lot of people that have like really sweet speech and they're very, they have really nice manners and everything. And so, so those people can be like, what I like to say is they have a heart of a wolf. Like they can be real. Yeah,
2: they have the worst intentions.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And i I'm, I'm noticed there's so many people that are out there. And I think men should be really good at discerning. Like men should know how to tell between somebody who's just putting on an appearance who's just putting on a show. And somebody, and because you know, there's a lot of people out there that are—they don't—they don't—they have a acidic way of speaking, and they're quite bitter and all that. But they're, inside, they have a heart of gold. Yeah. And people get people get put off by those people, even though they're they're good people. And you have other people who have got all this sweet speech, and they're really nice and everything. But you know, inside but they've see,
2: got a heart. That I feel like the, the reason for that is because the people who have the hard goal, though, is because they're just being straightforward, they're telling you the truth, whereas the people that are have the bad intentions are just lying to you, so they're trying to be nice.
0: Yeah, but I also think is that it, when you don't know yourself very well, you can't, I don't think you can know other people. I think yeah, if you know true. yourself really well, then you can know other people, and also true. yeah, so I think that, so and also there's this thing of, like, need as well, like, if if you, somebody's got a really nice car and a really nice house, and they wear a suit and, they, and they're very well dressed because they're what your markers are of. This is what constitutes a civilized person. or well, yeah. this is what constitutes a man. That blinds you from recognizing. Yeah, it's like automatic. Test. Yeah, yeah. You you just you just let, end up letting your guards down. I mean, I see this a lot, especially in the, especially in the generation that came before us. They used to get duped by this all the time. Yeah, because you feel be like they've made it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they they get duped by these kind of things all the time yeah all right well interesting set of observations we've gone on for quite a bit so i think i'm going to leave it there now but thank you for your time then maybe you can come back in a a couple of years and share more with us Is, is there any closing thoughts or anything else you want to say or share on this topic um
2: no not really i feel like we covered it all all right very good thank you thank you all right
0: Well, that was a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts of your own on this particular episode, then uh, please do get in touch. Um, If you just do a Google search for me um, at Khuram Malik, I'm at Khuram Malik on Twitter. I'm at Khuram Malik on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Reach out to me on any of these networks. And um, if you have some thoughts of your own that you'd like to share, I can send you a voice message link where you can send in in your own voice messages and then we can share them in the next episode or at some convenient time but if you feel anything you want to share anything you want to say anything you want to ask me anything you want to talk about the whole purpose of this podcast is to create discussion is to create discourse but civilized discourse of course i can't believe that has to be said in this day and age but it's a disclaimer i want to put in there Uh, but yeah i'd love to speak to many people about this as possible and i specifically say people i want to speak to men and women um old and young from england and from america and from anywhere from japan wherever you are um let's get all sorts of views let's get all sorts of ideas and let's talk about this
1: and for now peace out